Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, everybody. Dave Hodges here of The Common Sense Show, and we're really glad you're with us. We are the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we have the hamsters up and running to make sure that we stay on the air. Our guest that we'll go to in just a moment is Daisy Luther, and she's known worldwide for her great prepping skills, and she's got a great website. We're going to tell you all about that and what appears there. I mean, talking great articles, folks. But uh, we had a heck of a time connecting. Uh, it's kind of like Sheila Zelensky, where we can't even communicate with each other now. She was giving me real-time reports from Canada, and uh, someone decided, that's it. <laughs> You're not going to talk to her by text, by cell, or by Skype, or by email. And Daisy and I just experienced some of this. We have spent, oh, I don't know, about 20 minutes trying to rectify this. So here we are. No worse for the wear. Before we start, I need to let you know that this segment of the program is brought to you by Food & Water. If you don't have your storable food, you're about ready to run out of time. I know the government, for a fact, is going to storable food companies, not ours, not MPS, but they have offered to buy them out. And I know that's true because I've had someone who works for one of them tell me this. I'm not going to identify because they're not my enemy. It's a big pond out there, and there's plenty of customers. But uh, So I won't betray a confidence, but that's going on. Inflation is also going to cause massive price increases. MPS has held the line on their prices. They still have a sale going on, which I find amazing. And you know all the particulars, 25-year shelf life and so forth. And it tastes good. I've tasted the food. You can live on this. So I would recommend that you order as much as you can, as fast as you can, by going to preparewithdave.com. And if you have food, you better have water. And if Putin makes good on his cyber grid um, threats, getting water could be problematic, and you would have to scavenge. And what would be water you can't drink can be made drinkable in most cases with a really good water filter, and the Alexa Pure Pro filter is a really good one. Their research is at waterwithdave.com, and you can look at it for yourself. They, too, have held the line on pricing, but I will tell you I've represented them now for four years. They will run out. They don't plan for crises. They're pretty static in their manufacturing. They'll kick it up a little bit, but I will tell you this. They will run out as crisis continues to worsen, and our our food and water filter sales are off the charts right now because people are recognizing the need to take care, and I would recommend you get more than one water filter. We have a few. As they say, two is one and one is none, so I would really recommend you do that. And you can do the 50-gallon drums. We have it, too. But uh, treating it is tricky, and I still wouldn't drink that water without filtering it first. 
So I hope you find that useful. And then finally, we're brought to you by Noble Gold. Coming out of the common crisis in which I believe the dollar eventually will collapse and uh, they'll try to stick some digital currency on us, gold will still hold its value. It's never failed to hold its value in the history of mankind. And uh, silver too. And Noble Gold can actually take your resources and they can take a 401k, they can take an IRA and gold proof it, and it's going to come out on the other side. Now, I can't promise there won't ever be government confiscation because we're dealing with total communists right now. Uh, but in terms of being able to retain your property, like your home, your finances, and so forth, this is a really good strategy. I'm a customer of Noble Gold, and I would really highly recommend that you look at doing this because it's not so much the money that you make, it's the money you keep. And right now, you're kind of planning to come out the other side more intact than people who don't. And that means if you have large sums of money in the bank, you're going to get destroyed. And I'm sorry to say it, but that's true. These banks are not going to survive what's coming. So that's our report here. How do you get a hold of Noble Gold? Well, goldbeforelate.com. Goldbeforelate.com, and they'll send you free information. And they're the most low-pressure group I've ever dealt with. I had to close the sale on myself because they're trained to be that way. Well, Daisy Luther really needs no introduction. She's been a guest on both our TV show. Oh, my gosh, we did a great TV interview a few months ago when she talked about prepping in your own home. That was fantastic and so well-received by you guys. Well, I wanted to bring her over on the radio side because we have just a little bit better reach, and that's largely because of our podcast reach, which is quadrupled in three months. And so what we're telling you is share this because I'm going to get into some topics with Daisy regarding her knowledge about the Balkans and what happened there when they went through something very similar to what Ukraine's going through. But ladies and gentlemen, if you don't think we're not being set up for food shortages, and we are, we are. I wrote an article this morning talking about one part of the article was seven ways that uh, the food shortages are going to worsen <clears throat> and inflation is only one of the seven so daisy welcome to the show we have a lot to unpack here <laughs> we really do uh, you know i i don't know if you're surprised by all this but I, i've been doing this 15 years and i'm literally shocked i am pretty shocked too actually um <clears throat> it's not that i never thought it could happen it's just shocking when it does. And, you know, you've got people who say, oh, yeah, you know, I've expected this all along. I really don't think that many people expected no. this concise situation, a pandemic, a depression, and a war. Yeah, well, here, here's what we didn't expect. Daisy, you know, Trump dealt with problems, too. Reagan dealt with problems, too. The problem is is that they weren't traitors. And I never envisioned that we would go through our most challenging times in our nation's history, and I think we're on the cusp of this, with a traitor running the government. And also, too, the Republicans are very, they're not much better than the Democrats who have sold out to the globalists. It's its crazy. Did you? I've read articles recently, 38 out of 50 governors are under some measure of control by the Chinese Wow. And, and listen, I, I'm from Arizona, and I immersed myself in the voter fraud aspect of Maricopa County and the audit mm -hmm. that became the fraud. Our governor, I can tell you right now, but my research uncovered this. It connected to the election, and I wasn't looking for this. It's just what came to me as I was looking at voter fraud. He's under the control of China. In fact, not only is he under the control of China, 
he said in a, a governor, National Governors Association speech in 2017, when they had the equivalent of the Chinese, uh, oh, I don't know what you call them, uh, Chamber of Commerce, whatever they had called themselves, he said to, to 49 governors and these Chinese, oh, we love doing business with the Chinese. They need rare earth minerals for their military, and we're happy to supply it for them out of Arizona. Good grief. That's, if that isn't treason, I don't know what is. And by the way, this has been well documented. It's not what someone told me that was there. It's what's in print. Yeah. So we have treason, and I didn't think we'd have treason at, a, at our darkest hour, at our biggest challenge. And that's what I think really scares me the most. Because if we go to war with Russia, or if China attacks Taiwan and we have to respond militarily, I don't trust this administration not to set us up to lose. And not only do I not trust them, but they're just weak. Even if I trusted them and thought they had our best interest at heart, they're very weak. They, They don't follow through with things. They've abandoned Americans in other countries twice now. Yes. And there's no element of fear for other other countries they can do anything they want and they know that nothing's really not really going to respond and that's just mind-blowing the weakness if uh trump had violated a standing constitutional principle and uh, and and statute he would have indeed been impeached and uh, Biden oh, yeah. is ignoring Article 42, which is immigration. He's facilitating fentanyl. He's facilitating child trafficking and all the other criminal stuff that's crossing our border through his criminal negligence. And nothing will ever be done to him. Agreed. Yeah, it is. And so here's kind of where I think we're leading. Um <laughs> It's like the 1,000 Americans trapped behind enemy lines in Afghanistan. Some people say it's 9,000. In fact, Reuters said it was 9,000 Americans. Um, mainstream media saying it's 1,000. Uh, if it's one, it's too many. But I think what that message to us is, Daisy, is that we are on our own. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Government will not help, government I, will I not help that, us. I believe that 100%. No, I know. Like, have you heard about the WNBA player, Brittany Griner, that was arrested for hashish oil? Yeah. yeah. Yes. You know, in, in with past presidents that had been on the phone, they'd have said, okay, look, this is not part of your deal. This isn't part of our conflict. Send her home, ban her from the country. And that probably would have happened. Now mm-hmm. she's probably going to go to prison. For 10 years. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If she survived. And... Um, She's also married to a woman, and over there, that is punishable by the death penalty. So, then what was she that? going over there for? I know she was playing in a pro basketball league there, but knowing that's the law and what her status is, how could she think she'd get away with that? I have no idea. I have no idea. I certainly, if I were in her shoes, would not have gone over there. <laughs> no. So, I'm. If, if she makes it out alive, I'll be shocked. Yeah, I, I I totally agree with you. 
Um, but this is kind of where we're at. But I want to draw upon your experience uh, and knowledge with regard to um, Croatia and other parts of the Balkans that we went through in the 90s. And uh, I want to talk about those conditions as they relate to what the people, the citizens of Ukraine are probably going through at this moment. Right. Well, I've talked to Selko a couple of times since the war started, and um, he said, you know, it's just remarkably similar to what happened to him um, during the 1990s. And when I went over there for um, a survival course, we went to some old abandoned bombed out places to do our course. And it looked a lot like what we're seeing um, on TV or on the Internet or whatever, like the pictures of the bombed out buildings mm-hmm. that are just you know, empty shells that don't have floors, um, you know, rubble everywhere, danger everywhere, the chance of just getting shelled anytime you take a step. The chance of stepping on a landmine, I mean, it's just insane. It is so similar. It is like, it's like deja vu. I swear you could put pictures from today next to pictures from the 1990s and say, pick the modern one. And unless they were wearing some really modern clothing, you would not be able to tell the difference. It looks identical. We are. We just had a cutout. Okay, I heard you. You couldn't hear me. Anyway, I heard. Um, I heard yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm glad you heard me. I didn't yeah, hear I heard you, you just fine, and you came through. I'm watching the meter here because our communications are being directly interfered with. But I will tell you this: we'll look at this as the good old days, because there's coming a time when people like Gigi Sohn are going to be on the FCC, and they will vote us off the internet. Yep. That's not far away. I know. It's pretty scary. It, it, it's truly scary. In fact, I'm checking our settings here, and um, I'm not sure we haven't been messed with. I think we're okay. But, uh, okay. yeah, I, I, I hope we're coming through um, on the recording end. Um, this is just insane that we have to go through this here. Okay, but this is, folks, this is, you know, we go through this, you know, that with Doug Thornton, we've gone through this a few times. And there's something about you. I wonder if it's related to a case that we don't want to talk about on air. And um, they're afraid you're going to tell me about it. My big mouth will repeat it over and over. I have no idea. But I've just, it's it's been a rough year. It has really been quite a year. Um, and, you know, compared to most survival websites, I think that I'm pretty mellow and low-key. But because of that, we reach more people. <coughs> so maybe that's the reason that I have somehow become a target. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's definitely that's definitely true. But what they don't like about you, and I thought about this the last time we talked, and we talked about, you know, a previous challenge you had had. And I don't think it's your content at all. I think it's you're selling the spirit of freedom and independence. 
They don't want people who can live outside the system. They want to control your food. They want to control your water so they can control your rights. Yes. That's why I think they don't like you. Well, I guess they're going to have to just keep not liking me. Yeah. Because I'm not going to stop. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time no but i but do, you, do you see what i'm saying your content is very yeah. middle of the road your stuff could be on fox or abc or anybody else and i don't think people would say oh that's radical no you're just teaching people how to take care of themselves and yeah. you're not presuming anything uh but i think that the reason that um you know, we're having trouble and then you've had trouble in the past is because they don't want people to be independent of the system. I'll give you an example. I have a neighbor who's um, in, in our rural area here, and he's the most handy guy I've ever met. And he got his utility bill down to about $16 a month. And, and the wow. utility company came out and says, you can't do that. And he didn't touch their equipment. It's just what he did inside his place. And what he did was perfectly legal. And he told them to go pound sand and they can't do anything. But this is what they'll do. They want you in their system no matter what. Mm -hmm. This is very true. 
Yeah, so so how dare you teach people to be independent? Yeah, that's that's why they call prepping hoarding. You know where we really first saw this? How familiar are you with the Martha Stewart case? Um, fairly. Because you, you know she didn't break it, she didn't break any laws. No, I they know. Sent, they sent her to prison because they lied uh, about her lying, and it was their word versus hers. It had nothing to do with why they were investigating her. Did, really? I didn't know you, that. You didn't know that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they got no. her on making false statements to federal officials, and that's what sent her to prison. And this is why I tell people, when they show up at your door, you tell them, Fifth Amendment, not talking to you till I have a lawyer. Fifth Amendment. Got anything to hide? Fifth Amendment. Fifth Amendment. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, okay, so let's talk about what the challenges are right now with people in Ukraine. What are they facing on a daily basis? And I'm talking the average person, not the soldier. Well, you know, what we're seeing right now is we're seeing people trying to escape the country. We're seeing people trying to hunker down in their houses, and we're seeing them get shelled and bombed and, you know, missiles and soldiers in the streets and all that kind of stuff. So obviously, it's incredibly unsafe in that way. But the other thing you have to think about with all of this bombing and all of this wreckage, their infrastructure is pretty much destroyed yes not only the roads but their electrical um their internet although um i don't know if you know that elon musk airdropped a bunch of uh starlink um internet receptors there or receivers to ukraine so they could stay on the internet yeah i um Elon Musk is actually coming out of this looking pretty good. He um, he called out Biden because here we are, you know, we, we condemn Putin and we do meaningless sanctions. We don't do the one thing that should have been done to stop his war effort, and that's to embargo his oil. And we didn't do it because we won't produce our own oil because somewhere Mother Earth knows in ecology reasons and environmental reasons, American oil must be worse for the environment than Russian oil. I mean, it's, it's, it's so ridiculous. It, this doesn't even right. make any sense. And Elon Musk came out and says, and here's a guy who will benefit from a transition from petroleum-based cars to electric cars because he, he holds the lion's share on it. And he's, he was telling Biden publicly, you need to produce oil. He's coming out of this yes. looking really good, and then he does the airdrop with uh, Starlink. Yeah, this this is uh, he's actually looking very good right now. Um, and the and, other thing he did, and I really respected this, he, even though you know I'm not like a big fan of Russia, but um, when he was asked to block their internet, he said, "No, I'm a free speech absolutist." And so he's not blocking Russia from the Internet. And I think that's good. I think, I mean, I really wish that people in control of our country were as open to people being able to disagree. I have a theory about that. Oh, why, yeah? why why the government's getting corporations and, and um, electronic communications uh, facilities to say no Russia, no Russia anything, because they're mm-hmm. making Russia the enemy. 
but how long will it be till we say no to what they want to do to us to where we're the enemy and they do the exact same thing to us and i said before i believe canada was a beta test in that regard and i think that's where this is headed and uh, that's why they won't do it that's why they don't respect free speech because they're going to demand complete compliance and you're not going to be allowed to resist yeah i can i agree with you there about canada being a being a beta test absolutely well um let's go to um food when do people start starving in ukraine what would you uh, guess about this so I am guessing that people are already having difficulty. I'm going to say there's probably not grocery stores and deliveries being made, um, you know, just at least to most of the country based on what we're seeing on the news. And you, you have to understand that everything that I am saying is based on the information available to me. And that information mm-hmm. may be biased propaganda, and it, it may not even be true. But right. let's make the assumption that what we're seeing in Ukraine is at least relatively accurate. So they're probably in cities, especially cities that have been hit by Russia, they're probably not able to buy food and probably only have what they had on hand before this started. Um, that's number one. Number two, with the grid going down, anything they had in the fridge or freezer is history. Um, number three, they may or may not have a way to cook. And number four, just leaving your shelter puts your life on the line. I mean, your life is on the line even in a shelter, but like just going outside to try to find something to scavenge to eat is a life-threatening activity. I know. And then human waste becomes a problem. Trash becomes a problem. Yep. How long does it take? They are undergoing a full-blown SHTF. Yeah. When you are um, looking back at the Balkans and what happened there, when a city is under siege like this, like they are in their major cities where the Russians are just surrounding them and shelling the heck out of them, how long does it take for a situation to turn critical and life-threatening? And I don't mean being killed by a shell. That's the direct threat. But I'm talking about these other things like malnutrition and disease spreading and not having clean water. When does this start to show up and become life-threatening? I mean, just in a few days, if you don't have fresh water, um, you're going to start seeing problems in just a few days. So they're probably already experiencing those issues. But because the other issue seems more dramatic and it's more terrifying, they're not thinking as much about having um, a waterborne illness as they would, you know, being shelled. So I, remember, I, I think they're probably already having serious problems. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, um, what was it? The Naval War College said on the fifth day of a crisis, waterborne illnesses becomes the number one cause of death. Do you agree with that assessment? Yes, absolutely. 
But the problem they have, they can have all the water filters that we sell, but it's not safe for them to go back out. I imagine they could probably have a way to turn some of that snow into water, but it, would that be drinkable in your opinion? I, you know, better than nothing. I'm not saying I would say, ooh, that looks great, but I would say it's better than nothing. Yeah, and, and and I just love the Russians. Uh, see, people want to defend Putin here, and I'm so sick of hearing this crap. He's a thug, he's a murderer, he's killed 126 journalists, and that's from international journalism bodies that say this. But here's the thing mm-hmm. that bothers me. Oh, we're having a humanitarian ceasefire so the people can leave. Bull crap. The only direction they're letting them leave is into Belarus or to Russia, and they can't drive, they have to walk. And if you've got an 80-year-old grandmother who has a bad hip, how can she walk 80 kilometers? Well, they're not just doing that. They're also bombing the people who are walking. They're bombing them. They're laying landmines along the route. No, they're killing people. They're saying, you can leave, and then they're dropping bombs on these groups of people. It's not just that they're limiting where they can go. They're killing them as they leave. It's, it's like it's uh, used as a way to get them out in the open. It's absolutely disgusting. When the occupation comes for the cities, let me take a couple of guesses, and I want you to draw upon your knowledge of the Balkans to take this and run with it. When they have occupation, I'm thinking they're probably not going to use regular military they're going to bring in Chetsons. They're going to bring in people from Donbass, the people who hate Ukraine, and will have no trouble sitting in a church tower and picking people off from a tower. Probably so. I mean, they've already sent um, assassins from Chechnya mm-hmm. and other places to kill um, the president and his family. It's amazing. Um when does mass death start in these subways and these underground um, respites that they have in places like Kiev? I mean, it really depends. They seem like incredibly resilient people. Um, I've been very, very impressed with their willingness to fight back and their their patriotism and their bravery. And you know, they were leading a much less spoiled lifestyle than we do here in the United States before this all began. So, you know, they're they're probably accustomed to more hardship than we are. Um, so if I'm making a comparison, you know, I think that they'll survive a fair bit longer in this scenario than a lot of Americans would. If it was an American city in the same situation, I would say within a month, though, they're just going to be more supplies. I'm sorry, could you say that last part you cut out? Oh, I said within a month, there are just going to be no supplies. There's not going to be anything left to scavenge, and it's really going to be hard to survive. So let's... um talk about bottom line here most people healthy people how long do they live without food how long do they live without water 
you know, the saying is three days and three weeks. Three days without water, three weeks without food. But long before your three days or three weeks comes up, you're going to be feeling really, really bad. And you're not going to be thinking very clearly. You're not going to be, you're just not going to be doing too well. Um, you're going to be able to push through on adrenaline for a while. But, I mean, that's really, I, I think you can go a fair bit longer than that without food. You're going to feel like crap. You're probably going to have, you know, terrible blood sugar, pass out, things like that. But, you know, people, people fast for 40 days at a time. Not this person. Not me either. But <laughs> I, it's, I'm just saying it's, it's physiologically possible to do that, but not for everyone. You know, it depends on on your health and <clears throat> all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah, I've uh, <laughs> I done forty days. I'm lucky if I can do a twelve to fourteen hour fast. Right, same here. I I don't like to do that. <laughs> No, I but. typically will. I mean, I'll have water or coffee, and, you know, the last thing I eat, because we have kind of a weird schedule, but we usually eat on the later side, so I don't eat until almost midday uh, at noon on uh, many days. And um, the thing is, is to go beyond 12 hours, I, I hear it, though, that when you're starving, the first day is the worst, the second day isn't as bad, and actually as you're deteriorating, you, you don't really feel that much pain. It's just you have no energy. Which is that true? Yes, yes, it is true. It is true. Um, I've done like a very uh, a protein sparing modified fast. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals from My Pillow. For example, they've got half off My Pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Four, which just means basically you eat no fat, no carbs. You just eat like straight protein. So like egg whites and chicken. Um, I'm not saying this is healthy. I'm just saying I've done it before. <laughs> um, in that situation, I did it for a few months, and after the first week or so, I really wasn't that hungry, and I did adjust to having such a small amount of food. I was eating about 400 calories a day at that point. Oh, my God. The weight must have been falling off you. Yeah. It was It was um, actually for... Uh, a magazine that I used to work for. I was uh, trying various diets that and writing about it. It was a long time ago, like 25 years ago. Did you get hazard pay? No, no, <laughs> but I got paid decently for it. So, so that part was nice, at least. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. Um, but, getting paid I mean, for dieting. That's pretty good. Yeah, I know. And, you know, based on that, like, I can say that, yeah, you the hunger part does go away to some extent. 
but not totally. Like, you're still going to be hungry. You're still going to wish you had food. You're going to dream about food. Wow. I can't even imagine what these people are going through. When does disease kick in for these people since they're in communal living that's not sanitized? I mean, within a week. You can't go very long without um, good sanitation before you start getting sick. What are the things that typically accompany illnesses related to lack of sanitation? Um, Usually, like, vomiting and diarrhea. Um, Some waterborne illnesses also come with a high fever. Um, If you can't keep yourself hydrated... You know, you're going to die. And so that is the most dangerous, um, the most dangerous part of it. One piece of advice I just want to share with everyone. If you ever suspect that someone is suffering from a waterborne illness, do not give them anything like Imodium because that keeps the, the virus or parasite in them as opposed to your body being able to get rid of it. And that'll kill you faster than if you just let it go. Like that makes really a lot of the sense. only thing you can do is try to keep the person hydrated. And the better way to do that is um, you know, via an IV. Yeah, but I don't think there are many IVs in the subways of these cities. Probably not unless somebody brought them there. Wow. And then you yeah. have the aspect of how many needles do you have, and it's just it's just a nightmare. Um, it is. Yeah, and then you wonder how long hospitals can keep functioning. And then here's something else, and this concerns me too, just about our, our supply for America, which we'll get to in a, mer- in a minute. But you undoubtedly will have type 1 diabetics in Ukraine, and and you're dead in a month if you don't get your insulin. Yep. It's very true. It's very true. So it's just incredible. It's so horrifying that I feel like I'm fear-mongering by talking about it, but I'm just telling you based on what I know from Selco and what I know from the course that I took over there and what I know from going through the Genocide Museum. Mm -hmm. In, um, in Bosnia, like, it, it's a horrifying situation. There aren't any good answers. Are there things you can do? Um, I'll give you an example. Let, let's say you were on asthma medication, okay, and so you're taking drugs that try to limit inflammation and increase uh, airflow. But for some people, coffee does that because it contains a low level of theophylline. Um, so just using that as an example, for a diabetic, for example, is there anything that you're aware of that they could do on a natural end if they don't have insulin? That is absolutely, it's not something I am familiar with. Okay. We do have somebody working on a prepping course for diabetics, though. Yeah, that's a... If you're type 2, I mean, the fasting that's going to be imposed upon you is probably actually a good thing. 
but your stress right. level, your hormones drive that up your blood sugar too. So, you know, cortisol yeah. and stuff, that's bad for you too. Yeah, I'm actually interviewing uh, Dr. Ted Brower tomorrow, and he has Health Masters. It's the largest natural mm-hmm. health foods in America, and I'm going to be asking him some of these questions. But they're popping into my head right. as I'm thinking about about survival aspects. And, and Daisy, this is kind of outside where we're going, but I thought I would just mention this since we arrived on this square. If uh, Russia, excuse me, China decides to take advantage of the confusion and we step up our involvement and, the, and China goes after Taiwan, Taiwan will take out that Three uh, Gorges Dam and that, that takes out about 400 million Chinese, but it also mm-hmm. is where all our pharmaceuticals are. That would be things it's, like insulin and treatment oh, for cancer yeah. and stuff like this. And we're already and having a trouble. It's a disaster of our own making. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it, it, it is. And, and you know, it's interesting. I was, I was reading a speech that the defense minister of China made back in 2017, and he was advocating for the takeover of America for its resources, and we'll send 300 million colonists there. And if we have to go to war over it and we lose half our population, that's okay. We can replenish ourselves. That's the low regard for life that they have. They could care less if Americans get their medicine. Oh, yeah. Well, they've already, they've threatened, uh, not not straight out threatened, but suggested if we weren't nicer people, we we could do this. You know, just to let us know how much control they have. Yeah, and the fact that... uh, we ha- we don't have domestic uh, manufacturing in these areas is just absolute negligence. Yes. And I would argue even for a government official, it's criminal negligence. It's it's crazy. Well, we've kind of landed here at the home square of America. Are there lessons that from the Balkans in the nineties and Ukraine today? Are there lessons that every American should be taking to heart? I mean. Honestly, if you are a vulnerable person, you're not a person who's going to be able to fight. Um, you know, maybe you're elderly or you have small children or something like that. Um, the earlier you evacuate, the better off you're going to be. You know, the people who evacuated before um, the bombing started, they got out intact. Yes, they're refugees, but they're not getting shelled. Um, and I'm not saying this for everyone because I know a lot of us aren't going to, we're not going to take off. We're not going to leave our homes. We're going to fight back if something like that were to happen to us. But there are some people who cannot fight back. And for those people who, you know, physically can't fight back or who are the caretaker of small children, then Leave early. I mean, that is my absolute best advice. Leave early. Okay, but here's the problem. If you're in America, where do you leave to? I don't know. Canada? South America? Yeah, but South America is all communist now, except for Brazil, and they're hanging in the balance. Oh, I know. It's a hot mess everywhere. I'm not saying that any of these are great ideas at the very least leave a city if you happen to be living in a city that is about to be under siege at least get out of the city 
Yeah. Oh, again, that is not my advice for everyone because I know good and well that a lot of Americans would be ready to go red dawn if uh, <clears throat> we started having foreign soldiers in our streets. You know, I think fewer would today than when that movie first came out in the 80s. Um, I agree completely. That, that's just my, um, we're, we're demasculizing men. It's interesting. I had an uh, an on-air discussion with my DHS, uh, former DHS friend, uh, Doug Thornton, and uh, we both played football in high school, and we've talked about how they sissified the game in ways that didn't need to be sissified. And mm-hmm. as a college, former college basketball coach, I can tell you they did the same thing in basketball, too. Uh, we've had an emphasis in our culture of taking away manhood from men. Have, have you noticed that, too? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's terrible. And so I think that directly translates into... Um, into war preparedness. I mean, if you look at, you know, I, I'm old enough to remember that when we, uh, I can remember my seventh grade PE teacher, and he was also our football coach, he said to us, and this is when Vietnam was still going on, and he said to us, you know, you complain about running sprints and all the drills we do. What do you think combat's like? Right. And so people thought of sports at that time as a manly pursuit. And really the ultimate goal is to teach you how to extend yourself because one day your life may depend on it if you're fighting for your country. And that was a common belief. Today, it's not that way at all. No. It just it's no. It's amazing how the manhood has just is just gone away. And you know here, I, you know, and I'm going to brag for a second, okay? Because I I can no longer do the things I used to do athletically. I mean, I played college basketball, so obviously mm-hmm. I'm a decent athlete. At five eleven, I'm a decent athlete to be able to have done it at that level. But I'm going to say this: I can't do the things I used to do with regard to speed and jumping ability and quickness. But when I'm in the gym, and I mean this sincerely. I'm not just talking about myself. When I look at people who look to be similar age to me, we work harder. We're on our cell phones a lot less. We're not listening to music every five seconds and and, and carrying on conversations. We're in there to work. And I've noticed this over and over and over that people from my generation that are men, when they go to the gym, they work a hell of a lot harder, you know, as as a per 100% of their capacity, as do the younger guys. Oh, that's interesting. And and this gets into nat- national readiness. Uh, when mm-hmm. you talked about people would go red dawn, I, I agree, <laughs> Daisy, I totally agree with you. There will be that element that will go red dawn, but there'll be a hell of a lot more that might have 40 years ago that won't today. Right. No, no, I can see that easily. Um, and I also think that is extremely, extremely regional. So, you know, New York City, we might not have the same Red Dawn answer, um, but you go to the Deep South or you go to the the Midwest or you go to the Southwest, and we got a lot more more rednecks there. And I mean that in a good way. Yeah, I live among them. Some people say I am a redneck because I live in Arizona, but, but, but I hear what you're saying, and I do agree with you on that. Uh, but here's why I'm going to this, because, you know, you teach people how to survive. 
but at the root of survival is self-defense and that's kind of why i deviate into this because you mentioned about Mm -hmm. the resilience of ukraine i've talked to some ukrainians in this country um and and have actually solicited contact to me and i asked them all the same question among others how many of your of the men between 18 and 65 are actually answering the call and except for maybe an extraordinary circumstance where they got to care for a very sick relative they're answering the call and here's the answer i got over half the time they said that probably about 80 percent are compliant but the other ones who aren't compliant they either comply or we shoot them wow and that was an answer i got and these are people who are talking to some of their relatives that are in ukraine and i it's funny the day after i heard this the first time uh um, one of my friends who's an Iowa broadcaster sent me a um, um, Twitter and a guy was driving down the street in one of the Ukrainian cities, I think it was the capital and he came to a civilian checkpoint and they had their AK-47s and this is all real mm. clear and he's in plain clothes and then he gets out of the car and starts running so clearly he was an unwilling conscript and they shot him, right. down, they shot him down in the street Dang! I saw that with my own eyes on Twitter. So, oh my! Uh, yeah, and that's why I'm saying there's a little bit of difference there with peer pressure than we would have here. You know, yes, we, we would say true. if you have purple hair, you can go and hide somewhere. Right, right. That's true. I, I just think that a lot of Americans would say, "Oh hell no," and defend their home. Just maybe not, like you said, probably not as many as would have during the first Red Dawn. Well, yeah, in our neighborhood, the people I know, in fact, we went through eight years of fighting against McCain, trying to steal our property without compensation out here. Um, But most of the neighbors I'm friends with, they have M16, AK-47, shotguns. Um, mm-hmm. Other stuff I won't mention here because I don't want anyone to visit me. I don't have that stuff, but I know people who do. And um, there would be resistance here. I know that for a fact. Oh, yeah. In fact, oh, I even yeah. warned McCain's people. I said, you know, I may be civilized, and I'm not going to break the laws and attack federal officials. I said, there are people in our area who wouldn't think twice about it. And so there are elements, pockets of resistance. What would you generally tell people, though, at this time if we have an economic collapse which is entirely possible we can't keep absorbing gas going up 20 cents every day which is happening now in the greater phoenix area um eventually the dollar's going to buckle and collapse and runaway inflation will make food unobtainable um what what would you recommend to people right now they should be doing today well i think that the most imminent threat for us in the United States right now is a cyber attack. Where that cyber attack comes from, let's just say it'll be blamed on Russia. Yes, of course. So I think that a cyber attack is the most likely thing to be the next big thing. I could be totally off on this. I'm just guessing on here. Um, So for that, you want to be able to function without using the banking system. You need to be able to function without 
you know, going to the grocery store and driving around and all that kind of stuff. You need to be able to function without infrastructure, like running water and um, electricity. Yeah. Okay. So what specifically would you tell people to have in their homes right now besides things for self-defense? Um, you know, food, water, um, medication, um, not just prescription medication, but over-the-counter medication for different ailments that might crop up. Um, you know, you want to cover all your basics. You want to have a, a... Luckily, we're coming upon summer, which gives us a little bit of time to... Um, get ready for next winter but before next winter you're going to want to look into secondary heating if you don't already have like a fireplace or something like that and fuel for that heat or some other way to survive the winter so really you just need to be as prepared as possible to take care of as many of your own needs as you can hmm I wish I could just give you a list, but that list would be different for everyone. So it's just basically, well, it's just, it's your basics. That's, that's really what we can do right now. How much food would you recommend people store? Um, six months or more. Six months to as much as possible. Okay, because uh, I, I agree with you. The economists I'm talking to say if we do do a financial meltdown, like I suggested a few minutes ago, um, I asked about comeback and reestablishing normal services, even at a bare minimum level, and they said it could take two years to bring something back like that. Wow. And they said, no, can you have localization for problem solving? Yes, but you better be in a resource plentiful area, is what I was told. Wow. So it's, and that makes total sense to me. Absolute total sense. For example, if you live in an agricultural community, you're going to have less pressing needs. And if you get well water, assuming we haven't had a nuclear war, um, you're probably mm-hmm. going to be okay. Right. So if you have a way to access the water. But if you live on the 10th floor in a high rise in New York City, you've got a problem. Exactly. Exactly. But while we're saying that, people live where they live we can't just pick up and move to the boondocks nope. you know like it, it's too late to make those kinds of changes so we really need to think about where we are and make figure out how we're going to make the best of where we are or figure out somewhere that we can go you did that so masterfully on our on our tv appearance um i gotta look that up and folks i'll put that out too on a future broadcast i want to say it was uh, october november when you were on and um you went through and talked masterfully on tv about you know how you had turned your living quarters into self-sufficiency and you did things that i never heard of it was unbelievable it was the most fascinating 50 minutes i ever spent on tv it was absolutely fascinating and and so you can't do that, but I, you you have that stuff available on your website. So let's go there. How do you how do people follow your work, and what will they get when they come to your site? My website's theorganicprepper.com. 
and we publish two articles a day. One is more current events worthy, and the other is more um, like how to. Um, we are publishing either tomorrow or the next day a very quick um, anthology of all of our nuclear preparedness articles. Um, you will be able to buy that. We're doing a name your price sale. You'll be able to get it for as low as a dollar. Oh my gosh! You can do more. <laughs> you, you can pay more. Oh, most of my, all of my personal books on my website are name your price. So wow. you can get it for a dollar, or you can pay more and help out the organic crafters. See, I really respect that. I interview Clay Clark about once every three or four weeks. And Clay does that for his conferences. He goes around the nation. He has the Reawaken American Tour. He has great guests. Then he has people name their price, just like you're doing. Oh, that's awesome. And that tells you that there's a lot of people like yourself who are really in the business of trying to help people. Yes, yes. I mean, I've been dirt poor. And that leads me to my other website, The Frugalite, which may help you if you're trying to just, you know, manage a different financial outlook than you had before. Um, TheFrugalite.com. I have been dirt poor, and I've had people say to me, you know, it, it really ruins the business for the rest of us when you give your stuff away. And... I think that is the most ridiculous thing in the world. First of all, it's mine, and I can give it away if I want to. But secondly, they are so far removed from it that they can't understand not having $5. No, I get it. Yeah, listen, we. um, and I'm going to brag a little bit, but what I'm doing I don't think is quite on the level of you. Our TV show for the annual plan, we charge $2.50 a month. That's the cheapest subscription service I know of, and we barely pay for bandwidth. That's the only reason I have a charge at all. And and so what I'm saying here is that there's a lot of people. Steve Quayle is very generous. Ted Brower is very generous. Yeah. Um, these people that I work with, and like yourself, very generous people, uh, and because we're trying to make knowledge available to people because we want the maximum number of people to survive. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, when your neighbors are better prepared, they're much less likely to come try to take your stuff. (laughs) No kidding. I'm telling people right now in your home, build a false wall and store your storable food there. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, make yes, it really hard absolutely. to find. If you got it sitting Don't out in the pantry, in yeah, it's, it's a problem. Daisy, we are flat out of time, but I'm glad we got to cover how people can follow you. Thank you so much for your expertise, and thank you for what you do. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, I'll be in touch because I have a feeling we're going to be doing a follow-up given what's going on, but we'll save that for another day. Thanks, Daisy. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at the TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. 
But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.